I, I love music. I love live music. Uh, and in terms of music that I enjoy now, you would have to start asking me specifically, what about this? What about this? What about this? Because, you know, I'm a hundred. Well, that makes you a hip-hop because, you know, hip-hop, MC stands for master of ceremony. Without a ceremony, there's nothing for us to master. The art of doing hip-hop music is live. Everything else is imitation. Speaking of live, Dave, you haven't seen that clip. I've been watching it since I discovered it, of Johnny Wilder performing I'll Always Love You. Mr. Leatherman, I would really like to share this with you and have you experience it and just uh, if you if you don't mind. I, it's phenomenal in my opinion. I think you would enjoy it. It's a completely live performance. So I just want to share this with you and everybody. And he's a, he's a Midwestern, a local, local talent from Dayton, Ohio. You know it's weird? This guy looks like he can fight. I should tell you, I've seen I destroyed this shit at karaoke one night. <laughs> I asked Elaine. The top comment underneath this says, who's still listening to those legends in 2020 with three question marks? We are. Yeah, <laughs> different legends, you dummy. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Wow. I can't hear that song without thinking of Martin Lawrence as Bilal in House Party singing that on the dance floor. I can't hear that song without thinking about destroying that motherfucker at karaoke. You should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would have been so proud. <laughs> I destroyed a karaoke once. I think I know I've already told this story, but Mr. Letterman, you, ha you haven't heard it. So I <laughs> challenged a Filipino family. You can't beat a Filipino family at karaoke. I try every Thanksgiving. I did in their home, in their home to a karaoke challenge. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, karaoke. Okay, sure, that's fine. A challenge fine. to karaoke, and I beat them. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The late, great Whitney Houston couldn't beat a Filipino family in, in the karaoke challenge saying, I'll always love you. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> Did you just happen to be in the neighborhood? Yeah, I was in Manila. I was doing the show. You're the only guy that will bust into a family's house and be like, I want to battle you. <laughs> no, I, I, I did it. I, this dude, it was the promoter, and him and his family had this compound in the city in, in Manila. I had three houses on it. It was a beautiful place. And uh, they brought us in for dinner, and they were super gracious, and they had to like the karaoke like bible there it was mad it looked like it looked like 50 copies of war and peace just stacked on top of each other like you know uh horizontally this shit was crazy i was like i, I had never seen a book that big it was crazy 
um, a little some Library of Congress shit, and they had, but it was all karaoke songs. And then they was like, we're going to do some karaoke. I was like, bet. You know, they were like, you do karaoke? I was like, yeah, you know, not really. And then they was like, you could never beat us at karaoke. And I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> wait, wait, were you saying Heat Wave? No, I sang My Way, and I did Sinatra? the Sex Pistols version of My Way. I did the karaoke poison. Nobody's supposed to do My Way for karaoke. You know, I've heard did you, stories. Did with you Japanese. take on family members one at a time and knock no, them out? No, just the whole family at one time. I was like, listen, I'm going to go first. <laughs> what did they say? I want to hold your hand by the Beatles, wasn't it? No, it was over. I got a 10. I didn't even have to do no more karaoke. It was like, this is this is done. You're only going to come up with local songs that just cheating because I don't know I don't know Filipino. And this, you, this is the most Filipino. peculiar story I've heard in a year. <laughs> he mic dropped on a Filipino family at a karaoke party. You know what happened after he left? The dad beat the whole family up. <laughs> it disgraced us. Wow. <laughs> You're the only person in the world with that story, aren't you? I, who I, I, who I, else? Yeah, I am. And that late that weekend, <laughs> I refereed... A midget boxing match. Oh, my goodness. A <laughs> uh, quick note from the editor. What happens next is a sequence of very unfortunate phrases that ultimately made David Letterman leave. Uh, rather than play the whole sequence as it naturally occurred, I'll just show you the highlights. If you ever want David Letterman to leave a room, these are the types of things you should talk about. How is that not the headline? <laughs> I did not want to go to midget boxing. <laughs> they told me, that you've got to see midget boxing. I'm like, if you were going to trap me, what are you going to put in the bait? <laughs> midget boxing, I'm, of course I would go. go, go, go. I, I, excuse me. It's Wednesday afternoon, and there's a room full of adults, and the topic of conversation is midget boxing. <laughs> Welcome to the Midnight Miracle. Wait, did you know the rules to midget boxing? Oh, who cares? Boxing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many bouts on the on the card? The fights were short. There it is. Oh, funniest man in the world, and that's all he can do. I did a point. I feel very bad. It was packed. It was packed. Boxing. 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 And here's the final blow. This is when it was fucking over. To the side of the stage, it was it was a combination. Midget boxing arena and strip club. Strip club. Yeah. You know what? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I uh, left the gas on in my stove. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to have to sneak out because, oh, my God, the hotel is going to explode. Nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, David Letterman. Yes. Yes. Thank you.
Father yes. God bless you, Mr. Letterman. We're trying, we're gonna grow up to be more mature people. Yes, y'all have By driven way, David Letterman out of the room with midget boxing tools. Well, because you're supposed <laughs> to say little person. <laughs> <laughs> Answering the questions like a kid. Yo, it's funny you say like a kid. He had the curious effect on me of making me revert to my adolescent self. I don't call no white man mister. <laughs> <laughs> I, call, I call myself Mr. Letterman. Oh, shit. Access Hollywood going to do a whole commercial about that. <laughs> <laughs> we have audio footage of Talib Kweli calling a white man mister. I have a question for Mr. Letterman. Here's a picture of Talib Kweli with his hat in his hand. Here he is leisurely eating a banana after a workout. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is none of these things are bad. They just feel bad to do if you're black. Right, banana's delicious. And now we have him on tape saying bananas are delicious. I don't know, man. This has been a wild fucking summer. This is like my hangout. I spent so much time here by myself with three or four friends. David Letterman just walked out on a midget strip club and boxing <laughs> store. Made up an excuse to leave. Yeah, yeah. He said he's burning the hotel down. I've got. I go. left the castle. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was mad or not, which is kind of the thing with David Letterman. It's kind of a good thing. I don't. I never know how he actually feels. Yeah, you do. He had a ball. Thank you for listening to The Midnight Miracle. And now, for your listening pleasure, as heard by David Letterman, Heat Wave performing always and forever. on Heat Wave's first LP were written and composed by our organ player. Bang him right on Always and forever Each moment with you Is just like a dream to me That somehow came true will still be the same cause we've got a life of love that won't ever change and Hey!
I murdered that shit at karaoke.